It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's Superhero Slate. Oh, yeah. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And welcome to the official Superhero Slate review of The Flash. I just realized this is the first time that running down the latest superhero entertainment news was appropriate. This is like the (laughs) the first time we could say, oh, we're doing the same thing. Yes, we have a built-in pun right in our introduction. But uh, much like The Flash and his speed, I am coming really hot here at the top of the show, Chris, to plead, to plead with humans, with humanity... Oh, no. <laughs> to please just review your uh, theater-going etiquette. Oh, I no. had an I had an awful person next to me watching this movie, and it was just it was just it it it, it like these this just happens every once in a while, right? Everybody has an awful theater-going experience every once in a while, and whenever one kind of crops back up into your life, you just lose all faith in humanity right Mm -hmm. so not only was the person next to me on their phone but i spotted partway through the movie that they had two cell phones that they were managing that they were running around with yeah they were two two like i was like were they playing pokemon go or something what is like i I, it was just it was it was madness and then if if i wasn't so mad it would have been comical about halfway through the movie theater your pet peeve chris they bring out the inf- the, the inflated uh, nacho bag oh, that you get at the concession stand, and the the chips are sound like they're crushing glass, uh, like halfway through the movie. It was um, it was it was absolutely maddening. But uh, uh, so I'm just like I'm either playing with humanity to just uh, wise up, or I'm pleading with movie theaters. Like I'm at the point where I would pay like fifty dollars a movie ticket if I could be absolutely guaranteed a distraction-free experience. Mm-hmm. And I, I have some suggestions just in gen- general, maybe where we wouldn't have to start spending fifty dollars for a ticket and bring in like security guards to whip people in the shape. First of all, the uh, the the PSA that they do in every movie theater that says, "Hey, put your phone away, don't distract your other viewers." Yeah. Uh, we're moving that right before the title of the movie starts right yeah. we're not putting it halfway through the credits we're not putting it a couple uh before the trailer or before like the coca-cola advertisement i want that to be the very last thing they see before the movie actually starts and i don't want it to be cutesy anymore i don't want it to be like an amazon prime sponsored segment where they just show like a reel of villains from amazon prime shows no i want like stern i want like a scary grandpa to walk out on the screen and just like chastise people for it uh, mm-hmm. That's that's what I want, and I honestly think that would help a lot if the reminder just happened just before the movie starts, because people forget it once you see all the trailers and all the stuff. It's out of your it, mind. It shouldn't be the same person telling you, "Hey, buy a Coke." Oh, and also, don't forget to turn off your phone. It should be a little more menacing. Yes, than that. Yeah. exactly. It needs to be menacing, and I think that would help a lot. Usually, those just little little tweaks can. Um, can really help out a lot, um, and but also there's just like ingrained behavior in people where they think their their cell phone is not a problem anymore. And I know this is supposed to re- be a review for the Flash, but I've been sitting on this all weekend. I was going to say, yeah, this um, is the first time hearing like, of it as well. So let like the uh, the the, pe- the people next to us got those little plastic containers of like ice cream bites, and um, partway through the movie, after they ate them, they accidentally dropped them and they landed on the floor and they made a noise. 
And that was enough for them to lean over to me and say like, oh, I'm so sorry. But getting your phone out every 20 minutes to mm-hmm. check your messages or like shoot somebody um, an IM, like how is, how is, how do you, there's like, the, there's a cognitive dissonance there where people just are so uh, in tuned and ingrained with their phone as like a second skin that they just don't see it as a problem. So like I'm, I'm all aboard for like any and all ideas out there in the world. Mm-hmm. But at, at that being said, I'm going to do my best to filter through this awful you know, experience I, at the movie theater. <laughs> I hate, I, I, I've, I've, I've hated it. I've always said I hate it and it's not my favorite, but the idea of the premium CD to AMC would make sense for you, right? Like this is like one of those things like, yeah, the people who are making noise on their phone, they don't, they're not paying extra, right? They're not, they're not doing the extra funds to mm-hmm. get there. Did you go to the same theater where you put down the tape, by the way? I'm curious if <laughs> the, the tape lighting is still in place. Yeah, yes, if, 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 you're, if you're not aware, the, the, the movie theater me and my wife go to has some abrasive LED running lights and some of our favorite seats are just uh, blasted by some laser beams. So I took some black electrical tape once and I covered over it. I've been waiting to get back into that theater. Mm-hmm. I haven't had a chance where the, the times have aligned, but I would like to go back there. But okay. I think as of Right now, my strategy is going to be because I think the next movie that me and my wife together are really looking forward to is the Barbie movie. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to do is we're going to buy seats at the end of the row, which usually I don't mind. I don't think it throws off my center viewing at all to go all the way to the end of the row. And then we're just going to have to bite the bullet and start buying a buffer seat, right? I'm just going to buy a seat in between me and my wife and the next people in the row. And just hopefully that just shakes out some of the crazy uh, I, I feel like it will be worth it <laughs> to just get some of that anxiety so, out. But that's so it. What that's, about, that's me putting it out there. The world. So I, I just looked up because I forget when Barbie was coming out. It's coming out late July. Uh, what about Indiana Jones, maybe? Um, <sighs> Gosh, think? I don't know. I'm so confused on what I'm supposed okay. to be doing with Indiana Jones. You're like, supposed to be watching do I, it, but that's fine. It's like, do I try to strategize and go like – Saturday mornings or like mm-hmm. am I worried that someone's gonna bring a gaggle of kids or do a gaggle of kids want to go see an Indiana Jones movie I, I think don't, I think you I just go know. to the same theater location and just run in that other screen when you're done or like beforehand and just take a look like is it still there and then leave yeah I think it'd be the best I way, don't yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, that's my mm-hmm. that's my rant. Mm-hmm. Chris and I, I we went and I, saw the Flash. <laughs> I've seen it twice, uh, just in case no one know. I got to see it a week early, so I've been uh, sitting on this for almost two weeks now. All uh, right, two two full weeks. Uh, so I've seen it twice. I actually had um, very pleasant experiences both times. So I can't say say much to that. I did I did though. I told Mike uh, the second time I went ahead and bought the Cinemark Flash cup that they have there that's covered in like his suit kind of texture, right, and the yellow. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know this uh, until after the movie. I was in the parking lot, and I was t- talking to the person I went with the second time. And um, I'm like, there's a little plastic thing here on the bottom. Maybe it's a, a wrapper. I pull it, and it'll, the cup lights up. Did not know this the entire time I had this cup. I'm like, <laughs> it just lights up. Uh, I'm glad I did not know this because um, that would have been annoying to have it lined up in a movie theater. But um, I, I, was, I, was, I was hashtag blessed um, both – the first time we watched it, uh, my wife and I had in seats, uh, and then like, one person left me. And this time, no one sat around us, so uh, can't really share that experience with you, Mike. But um, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad we both got to watch it. This movie actually exists, right? That was my joke last week. I'm like, we've been waiting for this forever. It's gone through uh, at least three um, ownerships at, at, at Warner Brothers slash DC. Mm-hmm. It's gone through a handful of directors. Uh, the, the whole the whole ten yards. So it actually. They filmed it and it and it came out this weekend. And to um, to to the to that point, it is also um, underperforming, Mike. I, I, I hate I hate to say this, but it's only currently according to deadline right before we got on here 
at $55 million this weekend, which is less than anticipated. And um, there was there was one major, I guess, theory, if you will, why this this is underperforming, and that it decided to that this movie is coming out. It's not decided. This movie is coming out in the middle of a writer strike, right, and a potential SAG strike uh, or actor skill strike, and the people who would normally do the press, right, like like Michael Keaton and, and everybody else, are not out. No one's out doing press for this movie. At all, um, even though we'll talk, we'll talk about it as Miller later. But like nobody else is doing press for this movie because of those, um, the, you know, the the, the, the sh- some of those shows are shut down or not like the I guess like the live the the late shows aren't aren't on right now, right? They're they're running yeah. reruns. I mean, so I don't I, think that's th- everything, but I'm like that's that does make sense somewhat if I, people are running the, yeah. you know, from the people involved. It's like I feel like it could be a contributing factor. Yeah. But in my opinion, before we get into talking about the movie, I feel like it's just like DC doesn't have kind of like the the synergy machine running anymore, right? It's totally stalled out. You know, James Gunn's going to try to get it going with his like, you know, brand new Superman franchise. Uh, but there's just no cross pollination like hype machine going anymore. Like this is like a half dead franchise, you know, with like a zombie Snyder attached to it in a way. Um, so uh, it's so it's just I feel like you don't you just don't have the oh what's gonna happen next or what's this leading into or oh I can't wait to see how this movie resolves like the last thread in the last movie at, which I think is how these comic book movies have really been able to generate all of their own buzz and own money in it as well um, but yeah. also too it's a very competitive month for movies as well oh, absolutely. you know people are looking forward to other films there, so um, well, Elemental also came out this weekend so I, you know if you have kids you take them to you probably take them to that over the flash right at the end of the day mm-hmm. Your family, um, Extraction Two dropped on Netflix, so maybe you didn't want to go to the theaters. You wanted to sit home and watch an action movie instead. So I, I, I do think there's. It's, it's also Father's Day, right? So and, you know, um, is does your dad want to go watch your, his Batman? Possibly, but you know, you may be out doing other stuff other than going to movies. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you anecdotally, it's Father's Day today, and my father did not yeah. choose the Flash. He chose uh, Spider Verse, nice, uh, which is the correct choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, mul- a lot of multiverse movies out this week. So yeah. So uh, just, just, I mean, just, I, I've got no other updates on the box other than it's underperforming fifty-five million. Uh, I, I did think it was interesting that the Secret Invasion press was going on this week uh, in tandem with the Flash press, kind of going on, right? Like uh, Marvel's TV show, they actually had a red carpet event for a TV series, so kind of kind of weird. But um, let's jump into this. We've not talked to Flash. Well, Mike has sent me literally, I believe, two texts about the Flash, <laughs> um, and, and one of them is actually like a huge point I want to talk about, but it is very spoilery. I think I think that maybe no, the first, the second one's not very spoilery. But the first one's very spoiler. But you, you want to go first? I kind of gave my reaction last week. How, you want to you want to kick off yeah. this week because I've already feel like I've kind of gave my initial reactions, and I can talk about my second viewing experience. Yeah, thoughts here. Yeah, I'll jump into it. I mean, after we got out of the theater, and after I finished venting to my wife about the um, the <laughs> theater the theater guest next to us, eventually after that filtered out, I was like, oh, I guess we can talk about the movie now. And overall, mm-hmm. we enjoyed the movie. Yeah. Uh, it's such a shame that. Um, Ezra Miller's uh, career is so uh, bogged down with their, you know, craziness, all of their antics. Because Ezra Miller is a a fine actor. I loved the performance in this film. Uh, Barry Allen is very fun to watch, entertaining. Uh, This felt like a breath of fresh air if 
we were still kind of stuck in, in a Snyderverse, right? I feel like this would be standing out and people would be um, gravitating towards this style of DC movie, but things are in flux and things are changing, so we don't necessarily need a blueprint laid out anymore, right? This is uh, this is easily my favorite of anything to come from the, the Zack Snyder verse if you will and i will give credit where credit's due if he indeed was in charge of casting his universe he has done a great job and um bringing in ezra miller as barry allen was extremely effective for me in this movie Mm -hmm. um i thought the story was pretty original for i would say what we usually get with uh, superhero movies i know kind of everything has gone multiversal now and there could be this question between like well what's multiversal and what's time travel you know technically it could be the same thing depending on what you know how you want to describe it to your (laughs) story point is is beneficial for what you're telling exactly and i don't even know if we really got a super clear definition of what exactly we were working with i want to talk about that spoilers because i yeah but i've got ideas but we'll talk about it. But there is definitely some standout set pieces in this movie. So even if you didn't like this movie, I would say people at the very least could recommend um, clips of it, like on YouTube, right? I feel like that's usually our lowest what, common can, denominator when can we talk I, about a movie. <laughs> it, it, I, the, there are similarities to literally, again, Marvel's speeds are the Quicksilver scenes, right? In mm-hmm. Days of Future Past and um, Apocalypse, right? They, they could... Like, oh, you want to watch those movies? Well, here, go watch those Quicksilver clips. I feel the same thing could be applied to to some of these scenes yeah. here. Yeah, speedster movies can just be f- fun sometimes, and yeah. I feel like this one was equally fun as well. Definitely have some lingering questions of kind of just more like science fiction theory. Which way are they going to take this? Um, mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, I think the special effects have kind of been um, hammered over the last uh, couple days have people as people have gone to see this movie and the director Andy Machete has kind of um, uh, stuck up for some of them and explained some of the visuals but um, as you can see in the the trailer there is um, a set piece with Supergirl kind of out in the middle of nowhere uh, in the desert in the flats wherever they are in the movie and that is a I felt like an odd choice to just take everything else around away from you um, well that's so, that was the same desert from Man of Steel I believe so we can point <laughs> Zack uh, Snyder for that <laughs> yes the iconic yeah. desert that everyone remembers yeah exactly. so well uh, but but I mean overall uh, we had a good time with with this movie we 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 enjoyed it. I would look forward to watching it again. I assume on Max, you know, in a couple mm-hmm. weeks to a couple months, depending on how the 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 box office uh, performs. But yeah, overall, not too uh, distasteful. Yeah. Um, I think it's setting. It, it's it's always funny, right, when they start to cut the um, the uh, hype promo after opening weekend, and they're uh, they're um, raising up the audience score. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, we know why you're raising the audience scores because the critic score is much lower. But I think this is still technically fresh on Rotten Tomato and I would say that's that's fair so um, overall there's just way too much baggage with this movie unfortunately in the real world and also just within its own cinematic universe that I could see uh, a critic or even myself 
enjoying the movie but having a hard time recommending it like mm-hmm. i don't know exactly how i recommend yeah. this to like my friend that maybe is not super into superhero movies or even like my mother like i feel like it's just going to be very confusing you have to have a lot of uh predetermined knowledge of the universe to understand the cameos which i could see this also maybe being a problem for marvel's secret wars in the future because i could see them doing similar style cameos that maybe will go over Dolph lundgren is the punisher <laughs> exactly, but there there is some great stuff that we're going to talk about uh, in this that it are, it's extremely nerdy, super inside jokey, right. and uh, one of them I was uh, I felt proud that I was the only one applauding for, yeah. which is the thing that I text you about. Yeah, exactly, Chris. yeah, I I got excited twice, both times when we get yeah. to that. Yeah, uh, but uh, Chris, can can yeah. you hit us with a, a quick spoiler free review so we can jump uh, into the spoilers absolutely. here? I I actually had a better time my second viewing. If I'm gonna be honest mm-hmm. with you, like you know, everyone, my wife, my wife probably had like a less than the pleasurable time the first time. So she was like, "Are you, why are you gonna go see it again?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'll go see it again. I'm going with you know a friend you know from work, uh, and uh, we're, we're gonna watch it. and I'm gonna experience it, and I had a much better time. But I will say, I probably agree very closely with the Rotten Tomato score, right? Like I'm like sixty to seventy percent this movie, pretty good. The other thirty percent, I'm just so pissed off at. I'm like, why is this even in here? Like, like <laughs> it, it leaves me with a good feeling at the end of the day. But there are some things there, and we'll talk about in spoilers. Like the first hour, I absolutely despise. I, I, I think it's the one of the worst things I've ever seen uh, in, in, in these types of movies. But after that, like it, the movie continually gets better and better and better. And I'm like, that's great. I'm glad it gets better instead of worse over time because I think that would make a you know a different experience. But I overall, I had had a good time. I think again. There's one thing I will say, and this is going to you either you can separate the artist from the art, or you can't. You, you either you can or you can't. If you cannot do that, you are not going to have a good time in this movie. I, I think 100%. If you cannot separate Ezra Miller from um, the person from the actor, you're going to have a bad time, right? Because you're going to be thinking about it the whole way through. And um, that that was someone I, a conversation I had with someone who. I, um, who else saw it? And they were like, "Well, I just don't like him as a person." I'm like, well, then you're not going to have a good time at the end of the day. But as you mentioned, you know, I think um, you know Barry Allen, uh, Sasha Cali, uh, um, Michael Keaton, right? Very strong actors, actress in this. Like, at, like very compelling. The story is very compelling. There are things that um, I, I think there's a couple moments that were rushed, but overall. Uh, and things I think that I could do better. But overall, I, I think you're, you're right. We ha- I had a good time. And the second time I was like, all right, I can sit back and do this. But at the end of the day, the question you know we'll, we'll have and we'll probably discuss here in spoilers is, does any of this matter? Does, does Did what we just watched have any effect on anything <laughs> ever mm-hmm. again? Or was it just like we had to get this out because we already filmed it before? Literally, Warner Brothers has changed like from one CEO to another CEO, then bought by Discovery, and then now running – someone else running DC universe, you know, studios, like what is going to, what's going to linger from here and what's not at the end of the day. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll probably talk about that in spoilers. So let's go ahead and um, let's, ju- let's jump into those. Let's, let's, let's get into these spoilers. I'm, I'm putting up the time code right now. If you've not watched this movie or you want to really just hear full details before watching it, you can jump in right now. And um, I think the the thing I want to say most, Mike, the the beginning hour, this is essentially a Justice League light, and I really hate the baby scene. I, I really <laughs> dislike the f- babies falling out of the hospital. So and the what, Flash specific, has to eat. what specifically don't you like about it? I'm just curious. Okay, okay two things. One, Flash has this, he's got this calorie counter on his wrist, right, that never comes up again. Like this, this, this 
thing that stops him from running really fast and prevents him from from doing this. Um, he he's got a calorie count. He's like, oh, I got to eat, you know. So he runs past the babies, breaks into this candy machine, stuffs his face, re-energizes himself. The baby CGI is also wonky, but I'm gonna give this one a pass on all CGI because some of it, like the uh, Chrono Bowl, is very like artistic choice, right? Like the mm-hmm. like that was very artistic choice. Uh, I I even think the the cameo scenes, um, the CG and some of those were actually pretty good on second watch. Whenever I could like focus on those details rather than the the reaction for the first time. But I really think the baby scene and then this Batman scene and then all of course Wonder Woman shows up in the eleventh hour to to save everybody. And Gal Gadot is is in and out faster than anybody else in this movie. Like she's there and then she's gone, kind of thing. Yeah, she, she's has, and Barry she has, has like a habit a, of doing that. Barry has like this like thing where he has to say that he knows what sex is, but has never experienced it. I'm like, why? Why is this in here? This is purely. I feels like this is your Zack Snyder remnants, and this is like thankfully, maybe hopefully, our farewell to all of those Justice League things that you know the complaints we've had. I just did not care for it. At all, at the end of the day, um, I mean, I do have to say, I thought the ba- uh, me, me and the wife uh, loved the baby shower scene. It was uh, fun. It was uh, silly. The, I was just, I was just happy to see something like lighthearted and not yeah. uh, crazy serious in this I, movie. And I thought it kind of set the tone pretty well. I was hoping that the the this this calorie thing, right, this deficit where he can't run fast anymore. Would come into play later because he didn't. I, the, the 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 young Barry doesn't know about this. Yeah, so, I no, I I agree. It does seem weird to, to highlight it so much with even like coming up with like technology and like a visual and like a meter so the audience can cl- kind of clearly see it. When you could have gotten away with the same concept, right? Like if they really wanted to do the joke of him busting into the vending machine before yeah. uh, saving the babies, you could have just done that where he like bends over and you know, grabs his stomach <laughs> and you hear like the gurgle. We yeah. we would we would have got it right. You wouldn't need all this. So yeah, it did seem like they were amping up so to show up like in the third act or something like that, and that would have been a nice payoff. So I do I will agree yeah. with you there. Yeah. But uh, I thought the I thought the the baby scene was like funny, you know. Um, the I the the I thought the Batman scene attached to it as well was interesting. I I enjoyed the motorcycle. I, if you notice when he turns, like the jet engines change side when he's like yeah taking a lot. I was like that's pretty fun. That was sick. That those little details kind of take it from kind of being like any movie could have done this to oh it had to be a Batman movie. Yeah. Uh, that did this uh the, yeah the wonder woman cameo was like i'm getting so sick and tired of those right <laughs> she just pops up in these in these movies for a cameo she did it and sorry spoilers for fast x yeah. she does it in fast x for a minute <laughs> and, and i'm gonna be ranting about those movies when we when we talk well, about our normal weekly news episode I, I this think, week <laughs> I, I yeah and i think you know she is she is definitely a highlight in in the everything she's been in right you, wonder woman 84 sucks but I, I don't blame her as an actress i blame the writing the editing but like you know she's she's always a highlight but like it, it didn't feel necessary right I, I literally everyone if from the justice league except cyborg obviously notice he's very very not in these movies but we get a, um, a cgi and a back version of henry cavill superman at one point mm-hmm. um but uh overall i i hope that's the farewell to Zack snyder's justice league uh, right, yeah. like I feel and, like that's this is it. This is your last action scene. You've got three of three of everybody. You know we're gonna move on, and and, and yeah. that's kind of what happens. I think that's really to me where the movie picks up is when he has the phone call with his dad, right? And yeah, it, it, it becomes an emotional journey. And Ezra Miller, they really, really bring 
forth like those emotions and like the 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 story really comes to life at that point. Yeah, you just really start to set up the stakes. Um, I do have to say, uh, the inclusion of Iris West seems to be utterly pointless. Uh, I don't know. I think it's I'm, fan I, casting. Like fans, like got mad or something. She wasn't in. Yeah, it's like I've I've seen the actress before. There is no doubt that there uh, there is more there that she could have done. Uh, but it just seemed like a a weird inclusion to kind of just give Barry to something to come back to, right? Motivate him through uh, relationships uh, but, because it does come up when he meet, meets his 18-year-old counterpart. Right, but she doesn't, she doesn't even show up in the other universe, right? Like, you're like, you hear it, but like, she literally could have been just a, um, literally anybody at that point. Like, yeah. she had, like, it, it's great they brought someone in, but like, she didn't do anything extra. It could yeah. have been anybody. But, I mean, I feel like the movie at its core is strong about a yeah. character Want getting desperate, you know, wanting to uh, save his father, uh, bring back his mother, you know, died when there was a child. Lots of really intense stuff here, and it's classic kind of Barry Allen, Barry Allen, uh, Flash origin story. Yeah, uh, and it's a clever, it's a clever way to back into the origin story too, right? You know, we're gonna take it from a unique take, but we do get mm-hmm. to show the audience how you know the Flash yeah. became the Flash. He's been um, in like two or three movies, and this is you know technically his origin film if you will yeah you know i i like the fact that you know we get to teach a new barry allen kind of how he use the powers like an interesting take of just like oh i've been there before you shouldn't have ran off i would have told you the clothes would have burned up i thought all that stuff was like really fun we hadn't really quite seen that before in a superhero mm-hmm. movie right you know there's a chance that maybe we get something kind of like that in the future at marvel with a live action um like Miles Morales, I guess we kind of saw it in Spider Verse a little bit, right? When yeah. we get to see uh, Peter B. Parker teach uh, Miles, so it's just it's fun seeing that somebody that's been there before, uh, that's come through all the mistakes. So I enjoyed all of that. Um, I was a little, I would say, underwhelmed by just Michael Keaton as a whole, right? I just kind of thought this return of Batman uh, and this specific Batman was just going to be a bigger presence. And while there is definitely some cool Batman stuff happening, right? You know, whenever you see any, like, cape crusader, like, gliding around on their cape and they're kicking people around and they bust out some of their gadgets, you know, it's cool, but, like... I just felt like they never elevated it more than what it was. Like I was really hoping we would see like some of that some sort of Tim Burton style come out in some way. I thought Barry Allen was going to be trapped in kind of like a Tim Burton-esque universe, but the way they kind of set up this oh, Jesus. time oh, travel spaghetti multiverse thing, it's kind of more lean. Because now we have a couple different examples as an audience, right, to see, to look at how multiverses are being handled. And this is kind of more of the everything, everywhere, all at once multiverse, where there are just limitless versions of multiverses right and there's like there could be a minute change between different ones so it's like oh this isn't like the tim burton batman universe this is just happens to be a universe where michael keaton is batman uh so it's not technically that same movie so i feel like they get away with yeah you know using that definition i i'm going to kind of lean the other way and say i'm glad batman didn't overshadow the flash because it is his movie right like i'm glad that is the Flash movie. It's not the Flash and Batman. It's not Batman and the Flash. I'm glad that they were able to, I, I guess, maybe pump the brakes a little bit. Like, look, we, we like Michael Keaton. We all do. We like him as Batman. But, like, it's a, still a Flash movie at the end of the day. 
and we get you know again the the Bruce Wayne and the Batman we get to see the suit. There's even a reference at one point where the younger Flash is in that rubber suit and he can't turn his neck like from the from the '89 movie where he can't turn his neck and he has to move his whole body. That that was fun. But their their their, their explanation of a multiverse is I, I I don't think it's everything everywhere all at once because they're like well if you affect the past you affect the or if you affect the future you affect the past like even beyond where you went and I'm like. You're literally just making up rules for your own movie, so you can include an older Batman rather than a younger Batman, right? Like you're like, oh, Barry is 18, and we have an old Batman rather than Ben Affleck. I'm like, he's like, oh, the spaghetti, anything can touch and twirl and and move around. I'm like, you just literally, and that's fine. You can make up whatever rules you want, but their rules only apply to this universe, and we'll never hear these again. I guarantee we will never hear the spaghetti analogy ever again. In <laughs> well, DC. I mean. It- I mean, it's a good, it's a good like question to bring up because you know ultimately at the end when Barry kind of goes back to possibly his own timeline, if it, if we well, think he he can't because he affected something, so it's definitely yeah, like so, another. Yeah, so like we get to see, you know, it's not the same one. George Clooney is Batman, which I'm George. curious if 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 that stays around or if that's just a joke i'm not 100 percent sure um but like is that just technically a different universe did him yeah. going back in time create a new spaghetti strand so yeah. he can never truly get back so he's just happen he just happens to go to something relatively close they actually approach this uh i believe in um a couple episodes of rick and morty where uh they f- they mess up their own universe so yeah. they're like oh we need to find a new one to live in and like Rick does some computery stuff, and they find a universe that's like ninety nine point nine nine percent the same, except one slight difference. Like, oh, we'll just live here; we won't notice the difference. Yeah. yeah so it is getting a little confusing because, like, usually traditionally, I feel like most of the time when you see the Flash doing stuff, it's it's time travel related, mm-hmm. and like the multiverse doesn't show up. But we see the multiverse show up in a big way in yeah. big giant sphere cameos well, it, at the end. They, they they yes, which make no sense. Like you have so many DC movies and properties to pick from, and they chose the weirdest ones, right? Like like you could have referenced literally the Flash TV show slash Arrowverse, which just went off the air after how many years? 14 years on air or something like that? You know, nine seasons of The Flash. I'm like, you literally could have referenced this, but instead, you know, obviously you choose Adam West Batman. You choose Christopher Reeve. You choose George Reeves, the earlier Bat- or Superman, right? And, and uh, what's it? Helen Slater, Supergirl. And then... My favorite, the, the the deepest cut of anyone that I think has ever been made in a movie, Mike, is Nicolas Cage as Superman from oh my from gosh. the Tim Burton Superman that they never filmed, but they have pictures of him in the suit. Uh, w- with the iconic spider story. Yeah. If you're not familiar, there's more in-depth story that you can go find out there, but Kevin Smith has kind of like an infamous story that he tells from back at his um, height of his powers when he was being courted by Hollywood. Yeah. A producer came to him and said, hey, we want you to make a Superman movie, but the producer oddly really wanted a giant spider in it. Mm-hmm. Not really much of an explanation why, but the dude just had a hard-on for giant spiders and wanted Superman to fight one. So it's just hilarious to see that like and, this kind of like legendary story yeah. about Hollywood just get thrown into this movie. And, and I do have to... I felt proud of myself in this moment because, Chris, I was judging yeah. the entire theater uh, that I was with, obviously. And um, uh, the people were... People uh, who went and see this movie weren't the... <laughs> 
I just I'm tr- trying not to be too mean, but like when Barry Allen got struck by lightning when he was trying to get his powers back, you know, when the movie tries to make you think that he died, but only yeah. an idiot would think he actually died in his own movie halfway through. The people next to me were gasping. They thought he was truly dead, right? And they were gasping yeah, at every little cam- cameo so, at the before end. Before you get off, I was get off the, your soapbox, the, let them have their moment. <laughs> no, because I hate them because they take their phones out. Well, okay, but that I, I get, but ol- yeah. I was the only, I was like literally the only one in the movie theater that knew what was going yeah. on with the spider, so I was just like... I was. I felt like I was flexing a little oh, bit, yeah. but I didn't. I didn't impose it on anybody. Yeah, it, I kept it to myself. It's. It's. It's a fun. And my favorite part is they actually animated the scene too. It's not everyone else just stood there, or they used clips mm-hmm. from. Them. But this one, they actually gave it like he flies in and he's fighting the spider, then kills the spider with his laser vision, and then turns to the camera. I'm like, oh my god, this is fantastic. This is this is the deep cut you want. Like, but I wish there were more deep cuts. I'm. I'm really disappointed in how few multiverses they showed. Really, at the yeah, end that of the does. Day. That seems to be a trend. Unless you're a Spider Verse movie, where oh, we're gonna do multiverses, but not go many places. Yeah. Everything, everywhere, all at once. I would say did pretty good Lo- with uh, their uh, with their uh, economic budget yeah. and, and, and Loki and giving us as many as they could. Loki had a lot of variants as well. I, you know, whenever he gets into oh yeah, that's right. I would yeah. say I would say those two do a really good job to say like look, you know, we have an alligator Loki, we have a Sylvie Loki, you have a, a governor Loki, a classical. I think you could have done some more things in here. Um, but you know, we deal with what we get. I would also, you know, one of my one of my complaints would be uh, also the ending just kind of happens, right? Like when we're talking about these universes colliding, like we literally leave Supergirl and Batman, and we never see them again. Like we, you just run and you run, and like they start running, and then the final act is already in the Chrono Bowl, right? Um, until mm-hmm. he has to go undo what he did in the past. So. Um, I, th- I think that was kind of disappointing. We never got to revisit their fates. Yeah. Um, well, it is kind of it is interesting because um, it was. I I don't know if this was necessarily confirmed or if it's just like reports out on the street, but uh, there there was. Uh, two other endings apparently that yeah. were scrapped from the end of the movie and I think there are kind of reinforced because uh, one of them it was supposed to be Keaton and Supergirl at that courthouse at yes. the very end and I think that is reinforced because we do have set photos of Supergirl like out in front of like that courthouse when they mm-hmm. were shooting so that yeah. is definitely that was, was a plan there, there was three yeah, three endings for different uh, like we talked about the resumes in, in charge while they were doing so that was that was the first one the second one was actually them plus um, Gal Gadot and uh, uh, Henry Cavill as well. Yeah, it it was going to bring like the whole like band back together. So now that we're kind of in like this kind of more goofier ending. We ended up with with Aquaman. yeah, and, and and wow, what an underwhelming um, mid-credit scene or post-credit scene or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Like, I guess it's supposed to get us excited for Aquaman: The Lost Kingdom, but I don't know how the is, hell this is, does that. Is this the same Aquaman? <laughs> is this Aquaman: The Lost Kingdom set here, or is it a different Aquaman? I because I he's mean, technically I, in the George Clooney universe. I I mean I don't know, and but that that's the thing. Are we truly in yeah. the George Clooney universe, or is this just? A, like a fraction of a difference from Barry's normal universe, yeah. right? And just Batman just happens to be George Clooney. That's the thing that's like not super clear. And I feel like there there's there wasn't a lot of lines drawn in the sand of just like we've totally changed the mm-hmm. DC universe forever, right? Because we know it's all in flux. I could see them just like 
washing this all away because guess what we still have a robert pattinson batman movie out there right you know we're, we're starting a new batman i mean i do have to say i do i feel like i do like andy machete's uh take the director for this film yeah i, I do like his take on the character i like his i like his he, style he handled uh, everything no matter how, even how i feel he handled everything really well right yeah. like everything so was I, done great yeah, so this is a. I feel like this is a really good sign for uh, Batman: The Brave and the Bold, which he's supposed to be uh, he taking yep. the helm for. Yep. So uh, yeah, so this is. I feel like this is a good sign moving forward. Uh, I, we forgot to mention this. We kind of. We probably could have brought this up in the spoiler-free section, but I thought the score of the movie was really great. Um, they had some really great. You can only uh, have so like, many Chicago songs in a movie before I'm like, <laughs> why do you have two Chicago songs in your movie? It, it opens uh, at the the restaurant with. Um, was it if you leave me now and then they had uh, 25 or 6 to 4 when they got to to Batman's universe. Like, oh yeah, when he's like fighting him on his dining room. Yeah, when, when he's making the spaghetti <laughs> with his flip-flop one flip-flop on or whatever. Um yeah, I think I think um you know that yeah, soundtrack's fine. I, I agree. You know, we got the you know whether you affect the Tim Burton score was really fun to hear when they would go into uh-huh. the Batcave for the first time and, and revisit that um you know uh I'm trying, I'm trying, there was something I was going to say. I, I don't remember what it was, but overall, yeah, I, I think you know the Chicago song stuck out in my head uh, a little bit. I can't think of anything else really um, in there soundtrack-wise. Do you have something in particular as well? Like, um, I, I mean, just overall, I just salute uh, your I, solution I, by the Rack and Tours when they were doing the the Speed Force <laughs> thing at the end. There. I think Ezra Miller did a great job. They did a great job being two different berries, right? At two different points, like the 18 year old annoying. As hell one, and he's supposed to be annoying, right? Like you're supposed to, uh-huh. and the other one. But I, I, I said this Thursday when I saw it the second time. The original universe Barry, our, our, our OG Barry, um, he was a different person when he went into the universe than when he the first half of the movie, right? Like he was very, like whiny and like I don't want to be the janitor for the the Justice League, and this is always a Batman problem, and. You know the, the the awkward sex thing, but when he went into the future, he was like more, I guess, adult oriented. Like he was like, I'm, "I have things. You're annoying me. Stop it." So I, I think that shift kind of bothered me a little bit. But it was fun to see have him. He had a foil in himself. Um, like when uh, mm-hmm. he tried to phase through the wall and they smashed each other uh, after Young Barry got his powers. I, I you yeah. know, there's some pretty common comedic gags in there over all yeah. this stuff. I, I, I just hope at some point in time in the future we can get back to a place where we can see uh, any version of the Flash just do awesome Flash stuff, right? Because when they're fighting the Kryptonians at the end of the movie mm-hmm. and things are just popping off and going great before uh, Supergirl dies for the first time, uh, it's just awesome. He's making tornadoes, right? They're like doing like Emperor lightning blasts with their hands. They're running off of each other. Uh, uh, there's like a there's like this really like kind of intense part that's just kind of like thrown off like it's nothing where like uh, Barry does his phasing hand into a Kryptonian yeah. and just kills them it's like that is like some god tier move right there and yeah. you're doing it like it's nothing so it was kind of cool to see the contrast of like oh uh, yeah, Barry actually knows how to be the Flash because he's been the Flash for a while and he knows all the skills and he's acquired these tools compared to like this proto Barry that we're kind of more familiar with from like the previous movies where mm. we, you know, where Bruce Wayne first meets the Flash really? and he's got that scraped together suit. So like I want to see the Flash doing more really cool Flash stuff, but we just keep getting bogged down with all of this inner universe DC yeah. stuff that's just like. Why does, so, he, like, why, does he, why does he run so weird, Mike? 
Why does he run <laughs> so weird? I, I, I feel like it, it is definitely a creative choice, and I, it's got to be from um, studying, like, uh, speed skaters, like speed yeah. ice skaters, because I feel like they have the same motion where, like, the fingers <laughs> the y- fingers come yeah, up. Yeah. So it's it's a, it's a, it's, I because, can see well, it going, I, I could see it going away the, very easily, much like, um, <laughs> much they, like uh, the Scarlet Witch's accent. They know? did. They did. He he runs in the Chrono Bowl like a sprinter, but he runs in the Speed Force like an ice skater. Which it's is all styles, man. When yeah. you're running that fast, you got you get get creative. Yeah. Um, um, you, I thought, but you brought up the Chrono Bowl and yeah. those visuals in the Chrono Bowl. They were so odd and slow. So like like low kind of res like plasticine rendering i was just like oh this has to be on purpose yeah and then An- annie machete did say uh, yes that was a purposeful thing of like this is supposed to be a very like uh a, like a very like just intense like a world and situation to be in that like you know this is just going to be like you know how one might interpret all of these events happening at once yeah, um, I, I, I thought I the visuals it, yeah. of the Chrono Bowl was cool I don't know if that's ripped straight from the comic books but I felt like it the visualization <clears throat> of it worked for me it kind of felt like a clock a little bit in a way like a dial of like oh I'll move and this is kind of how I'll jump through mm-hmm. and throughout time but like I almost kind of wish there would have been I guess just to wrap it up, I wish there would have been a little bit more of decision of like, is this a multiversal movie or is this a time travel movie? Because I feel like mixing the two together, like, yeah, technically you could write a scientific paper on saying the fact that they're the same thing. But I felt like it got just a little muddied where I just didn't know what I was supposed to be concentrating on. It got a little wet spaghetti on you. Yeah, like are we looking out for the butterfly effect or are we looking out for just falling accidentally into the wrong universe? Mm -hmm. Because when we see like the, the evil armored up version of Barry that is kind of looks like it's yeah, supposed to be like the Savitar look. Um, yeah, that's what when he punches, I, I hate when that he punches the, him out of the... Cr- <laughs> well, I was going to say, there's like three berries in this at the end, and you're like, mm-hmm. what is happening here? So Yeah, and when he punches him out of the Chrono Bowl, it's like, well, did he punch him into another universe, or did he punch him somewhere on the timeline? Like, well, I don't know. It was just confusing. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm I, I'm trying not to think of it too much, literally because like they they made up their own rules, kind of it felt like as they went along, right? Like yeah. the spaghetti thing is like, oh, it can be parallel, it can be a branching path, or it can loop around and and, and be completely yeah. different. And I'm like, yeah. it doesn't, it, yeah, it doesn't hold me back yeah. from enjoying the movie, but it's something that they're gonna have to figure out. Yeah, they don't care. This is this if is, they're re if they're rewriting their whole this, you know this universe. will never. I my if my feeling is if they never want to reference this again, which they may not, they, they don't have to ever. They're like, mm-hmm. no, we don't have to worry about the Flash, Aquaman, whatever. Um, I, I would say my my one of my complaints at the end, right, where I said the ending happens, like it comes down to three versions of Barry, right? Like technically one uh, uh, original Barry, young Barry, and then older version of young Barry who's been running um, this. I, I, I really wish there had been a true villain of the film, right, at the, at the end of the day. And... Old Barry, he's like, oh, you, you're you're my hero, and then, but like, I never got the inst- like the feeling like he was his hero throughout this movie, right? Like, he's like, hey, I, I I'm doing this because you're my hero, and then the you know, younger Barry like jumps in front of him, like they, they cancel each other out. But I'm like, I never got the feeling he was his hero in any of this, and that really kind of, you know, it didn't sour me on the whole journey. But at the end, I'm like, eh, this felt like like a really really quick ending. Um, Without a villain at the end of the day, and, and that kind of kind of sucked. I will say though, they have 
Andy Machete has said that the um, we don't see this in the movie, but the Reverse Flash is the person who killed his mother in this movie as well. Um, they yeah, they didn't that, touch that, on it, but like it's still a big factor in this. So. Yeah, I almost thought things were going to get really, really, really dark, and Barry was going to have to go back in time and stab his own mother to kind yeah. of like re- reset the the timeline or something. But yeah, they they don't they don't talk about that. But yeah, the Reverse Flash, pretty iconic. Uh, yeah. character that we don't really get to see in this uh but yeah. yeah i guess you know it seems like we both enjoyed the movie yeah but it's hard not to, exactly hard to recommend exactly this sure. someone who doesn't know what's going on right yeah and also like if is there a future for the cast is there a future for this narrative this timeline this multiverse i don't know you know uh, all all it, of this and more could have affected the box office this at, weekend at the end of the day i would say if andy machete has signed on for the brave and the bold which he has he does not have the flash two in mind. Like nobody over there has the flash two or a sequel to this flash in, in their heads. Right. So, um, it might be cool at the end of their phase one gods and monsters. Maybe Barry shows up, right. Um, it could be this Barry could be another Barry could be a Wally West, another speedster if they need to, but like that would be fun. But at the same, you know, I, um, I guess Barry deals with like the, you said Savitar, right. That's the God of the speed force. Right. So, um, if they're doing gods and monsters, it could be into that. But I'm just not like, you know, I don't think they'll ever reference this movie ever again yeah. at the end of the day. Well, so. And much like when we were talking and reviewing Shazam 2, we said, oh, it probably all comes down to box office, right? Yeah. You know, if the, if any of those two movies made a ton of money, of course they're going to keep them going. Yeah. So, yeah, it seems like if this one is not, you know, overwhelmingly bringing in the box office dollars, you know, why mm-hmm. risk your future it's, on Ezra going forward if it just doesn't seem like the return is going to be worth the risk? So, it, yeah, well, not a lot of high hopes, but yeah. there's lots of other flashes that they can pull from. You know, we obviously see that they're okay with visualizations of other multiverses. So, yeah, maybe Nicolas Cage is Superman. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. So maybe they, yeah, like you said, maybe they could bring Ezra back in some other function in the future. But yeah, I'm, I, like I said, I had a good time, but I'm ready for this all to get wiped under the rug. Mm-hmm. I want to start fresh. I really hope that gun Superman movie is like fun and great, properly teases you know, um, a universe going forward after that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think uh, we, we we deserve it after sitting through this for 10 years, right, of, of still dealing with the, the ripple effects of Zack Snyder uh, six years mm-hmm. after he was fired from Justice League or more. So, um, but that's that's our review. Um, so let's, let's you know, normal episode we do every week. But if people know what you're up to, what you're doing, where can they find you at, man? Well, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and you can read my webcomic at liferewardsrisk.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, where can they find you? Find me on Instagram, Valdan87, or uh, video game networks of your choice. If people want to know more about the show or listen to our regular weekly episode that we're about to go record, it's got a huge list, like three pages of notes this week. Where can they find all that good stuff at? Yeah, head on over to superheroslate.com, because that's the best place to find where we host the show and to get our awesome show notes and our upcoming release calendar to see what we're going to be talking about next on the show. Uh, We're on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, wherever else you love to listen to find podcasts like our own. Uh, Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You can merch superheroslate.com slash store. We love hearing from you. What did you think of The Flash? What do you think of the future of The Flash? Let us know. Uh, how do you think they should fix the movie theater going experience? Because I'm open to suggestions, mm-hmm. and I really hope somebody that works at one of these companies listens to this and you know 
comes and rescues me. Uh, but we love our super fans too. So if you want to be a super fan of the show, all you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we'll be here every week, folks. That's right. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe.